Hi, and welcome to episode 33 of Walk to Work. Today I would like to talk about a bit of a difficult topic, but kind of high time I talked about it, um, which is the question of why race is relevant to uh, the practice of uh, Lindy Hop and Blues. And it's relevant to pretty much all cultural practices, um, but let's go with Lindy Hop and Blues uh, for, for today. So some context to this, uh, I share a lot of uh, writings by black people, by people of colour, uh, on my Facebook wall, um, because it's important to read people's experiences in their own world, words. And what I occasionally see uh, is people doubting those experiences. So it's not so much they doubt those experiences, it's that they um, feel that those experiences are telling them that the way they're doing blues or indie hop is wrong and they don't want to be told that. Uh, so they get uh, quite uh, challenged by it. So the other day I posted, uh, shared a, a post by a black woman in the States uh, who was posting about racial isolation in the Lindy Hop community. Basically, she feels like so many things in the Lindy Hop community are telling her, this is for white people, you are black, this is not for you. This is only for you to the extent that you can erase your blackness in order to fit into the white Lindy Hop community. I'm paraphrasing. Maybe that's not exactly what she meant. Uh, and... Uh, Someone who I, I promised I would do this, uh, record this podcast to, was like, oh, but every month there's someone posts this or that or the other about what uh, white people are terrible for doing Lindy Hop uh, and terrible for doing Lindy Hop without any black people. And um, this is really um, annoying and frustrating and I don't know what to do about it. And um, why is this even relevant? Um, uh, and why are people telling us to do and black people have moved on from Lindy Hop so what's so wrong with doing Lindy Hop um, even other people uh, have posted, commented that the, the, the ownership of culture makes no sense and therefore that trying to keep things into silos is racist and other people have also commented that uh, for black people to make blanket statements about white people doing Lindy Hop is racist so uh, there's a whole bunch of things I can't address in one single podcast. Uh, so uh, there's some severe un misunderstandings of what racism is and isn't uh, going on in those statements. Um, uh, I'm not going to address that any further than to say racism is about systems of oppression. There are no systems of oppression that favour black people over white people. Um, there's no such thing as reverse racism. Uh, and we can disagree about this, and I think we can still get on with this post, uh, with this episode. Um, but it's, it's an upfront statement. Uh, and I think there's a misunderstanding of what black people are and aren't asking white people to do. And there's reason for that. The black people are not uh, a homogenous mass with the same opinion. They have a whole diversity of opinions. And so different black people are asking us to do different things. But I think there's some patterns... Uh, that emerge. Um, uh, so maybe I can um, summarize and point you in the direction of uh, some readings for that. 
Uh, and in general, I feel like in these arguments, there's a, a pattern where we set up straw men that are kind of bogeyman straw men in the sense that you take um, the thing that is asked of you, you should think, oh, if I can't dance uh, Lindy Hop in a way that uh, has a non-racist impact, maybe I should stop dancing Lindy Hop. And that's a question that everyone, I think, should ask themselves and have a really good answer. This is not a rationalised answer, but to have really sat with it and thought, oh, maybe I need to give up Lindy Hop. Maybe I need to give up blues. Um, maybe it's not for me. Uh, and maybe it isn't. And that's a, that's a legitimate question to, for everybody to ask themselves. Um, and so instead we're like, oh, I definitely already know that I don't want to give up Lindy Hop. So if I can uh, read someone saying, you should consider getting up Lindy Hop and saying, black people want us to give up Lindy Hop. Uh, well, that's kind of a ridiculous, it is slightly a ridiculous statement. I'm not sure. Uh, no, I take it back. It's not ridiculous. It's a very strong statement. It's possibly not a statement that all black people agree with. Um, but if you take this most extreme statement and then throw, I'm mixing metaphors here, but throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, well, because one black person said a thing that I'm absolutely not prepared to do, then all this stuff that black people are telling me about Lindy Hop is just stuff and nonsense. Well, that, that doesn't work and is a very easy way to rationalize ignoring the multitude of black voices uh, who uh, are, are writing uh, about uh, how race and dance uh, are relevant and intertwined. So what I do want to talk today is specifically how deeply race uh, and dance are intertwined and some of the reasons why uh, that uh, is. And so this is a difficult thing for me to do. Uh, this is my second report recording of this episode. For one, as you know, I'm a bit long-winded, so it's very easy for me to go like 40 minutes plus on this. Um, the other is I'm making points that black voices have already made. Uh, it's kind of awkward that I'm making these points rather than sharing with you the posts that black people have done. Um, if I knew a 15-minute podcast where someone explained this, I would share that instead. And possibly the reason I don't know is because I don't consume enough black media. Possibly someone has already made these points. Like there are, there is uh, some, there's uh, a Blues Dance World episode uh, about cultural appropriation. Uh, there was a Yehudi YouTube group discussion about race and Lindy Hop. Uh, go check those out. Um, I'll post links when I actually uh, share this. Uh, on, on Facebook and on my blog. Um, oh yes, there's also Vicky and Adamo have been translating um, articles written by black people uh, into uh, other languages to make them more accessible for Europeans. Um, so definitely, especially if English isn't your native language, uh, maybe a French, German, Russian, uh, Spanish, uh, maybe you have uh, some uh, reading that you can go do uh, in a language that's easier for you to understand. Uh, second reason this is awkward is I have no uh, black friends. Uh, I lived in the States for 18 months uh, and uh, I guess there's maybe one or two people who are my friends and are also black uh, but the, the, the number is really small and I've not talked to race very much about them uh, with them. 
And so all my knowledge, everything I'm sharing with you today is gleaned from reading, uh, is gleaned from other people or from black people in Lindy Hop and Blues classes uh, telling me things. And so this is third-hand knowledge. Um, I don't pretend to be any kind of expert, uh, just that I see people um, not, not making... Uh, good arguments uh, against the things that people are, black people are writing or not reading properly what black people are writing or taking away different things and so I wanted to share uh, my takeaway of why I think this is really uh, this is really relevant and who knows maybe you listen to me um, and then we get to more points of issues uh-huh. um, it's these the story the, the the things I'm going to say are kind of stories. They're stories that belong to black people. They're stories about black people's experiences. I'm going to retell them wrong. I'm going to lack subtlety. I'm going to generalize where there's no generalization to be found. I'm going to forget or not know to generalize where there is a generalization. Um, don't take my word on anything. Go read black people telling you these same things. And last, there's an empathy gap. If I'm white, I cannot... um, There's an extent to which I can empathize with black experience. That's really, really important. Black people are not other, they're not different, they're not exotic. Uh, They're not magically good at dancing. Um, They're... um, Talking about... uh, There's this uh, cartoon uh, or comic... um, uh, that uh, a meme thing that goes around uh, where you have men, uh, women trying to explain something and men keep interrupting them. Women, they're so mysterious. If only they would tell us what they want, how can we possibly know? And the, uh, the, the, the reason you can't possibly know is because you keep interrupting a woman who's just telling you what she wants and what her experiences are. Um, uh, and that's the thing. So uh, this othering, this, this is so mysterious. This, well, how could I possibly know why black people don't lend you help? Well, first, they've been telling you, you just have to read it. And second, you can go ask them. I mean, don't up front go ask them. Ask them permission to ask them. Um, And maybe it's too painful for them. Maybe they don't want to talk to you. Maybe they don't trust you. Uh, But this is not. And you can also think about it. Uh, And and it's not inaccessible information. So on the one hand, I don't want to pretend uh, that this gap is insurmountable and that black people are over on the other side Uh, in the other category. Uh, But I also don't want to pretend like this gap doesn't exist. I don't want to pretend like through thought experiment you can understand black experiences. You can't. You have to go listen to black experiences, read black experiences, consume black media. Um, And so I'm going to probably stray in both directions, both in kind of uh, othering uh, in this episode and in... um, Oh, what's the opposite? Uh, 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 And in making it seem like through thought experiment, you can completely understand. Uh, With that all out of the way, uh, I think the the question uh, is all too often, how can I rationalize what I'm doing and adapt it, change it slightly, um, so that it can be right instead of wrong? Uh, and that's fair. I, I get that. I don't want to change what I do either. I really enjoy blues dancing. Uh, I think I have a fair hang 
of what blues dancing is and isn't. And the thing that it is, is the thing that I enjoy. There are also some things that it isn't that I enjoy. Um, and it's important for me to know that, that distinction. Um, and so I've also gone through lots of phases of these people are wrong, these people are exaggerating, these people are other and have no access to reason. Like some deeply, um, there's no other word for it, my, my re initial reactions to these kind of conversations were deeply racist uh, because I grew up in a racist society and so it makes sense that that's what, uh, that's how I would react. But my growing up in a racist society isn't an excuse uh, for me to have uh, racist behaviours and racist thought processes uh, uncritically without trying to fix them. Um, and so I think instead the question should be, why do black people feel hurt? And when I say hurt, uh, I'm using deliberately the word hurt and harmed instead of the word uh, offended. There's this idea that we can choose or not choose to take offence to things. Um, but if someone is standing on your toe, they are hurting you. If they're repeatedly standing on the to your toe, they are repeatedly hurting you. Um, and it's not for you to say, oh, but that doesn't hurt, you're not going to die. You can, you can, you can stand a whole lifetime of having your toe st stood on, uh, stop complaining. Um, I mean, one, it hurts, and two, you're the person doing it, so you can stop. Uh, and then you can, even if you're not hurting someone, even if your practice of Lindy Hop is not hurting, is that enough? Shouldn't it go further and feel respectful to black people that when they see how you do Lindy Hop, when they see how you teach Lindy Hop, uh, shouldn't they feel like their culture is being respected? And there the analogy is maybe you stop stepping on someone's toe, but you're kind of like hovering around in their vicinity and they're like, hey, I'm kind of scared that you're going to step on my toe. And you're like, no, I won't. Uh, and there we get the, 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 the gap. The gap is a kind of a blindness of not seeing where the toe is. You could accidentally step on it at any time. You need to shed some light uh, down there so you could need to take a look to make sure you're not stepping on anyone's toe. And you need to back off a little bit uh, to, to ensure that safety of not stepping on toes. A bit of a weird metaphor. Um, so what can I do so they don't feel, not only do they not feel hurt, but they also feel respected? And there's an analogy here I have with um, a family recipe that maybe makes sense, maybe doesn't. So you have a family recipe. Uh, your grandmother used to make it. Uh, you used to really love it. Uh, and your grandmother passes away. Uh, and for some reason, you try to make the family recipe and it just doesn't feel the same. Uh, so what you do, you throw it out. Uh, and then someone reads it and starts making it. You have deliberately chosen to honour and love your grandmother by throwing out this family recipe and someone else is blatantly disregarding that uh, and is doing your family recipe anyway. This, this analogy has lots of limits. Um, but then you have the question, well, the recipe was thrown out, why do you care? Uh, and I think then the point I'm making is the reason that the recipe was thrown out is part of the reason to care. And then if the recipe, even if the recipe wasn't thrown out and you're making this family recipe, and this family recipe uh, is unsubtle. It has some very strong flavors and a lot of salt. And someone's like, I can make this much better. I can take away some of the flavors, rebalance it a bit. You have too much salt going on in there. 
um, that's not cool. That, that, that's not your recipe to, to modify and to say how... I mean, you're perfectly free to, to, to modify it. I don't think anyone should be put in jail for doing that. But you can't do that modification and at the same time come to my face and say, I'm respecting your grandmother's recipe. No, you're not. You, 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 you aren't. And you need to respect that recipe from my perspective because that's where it's my grandmother's recipe. They can have it. Okay, so I mean, that's the limits of that uh, analogy, but I think it, it addresses the two main points uh, I want to get uh, to today. So why are race, um, uh, why, well, um, why do black people feel hurt? How can they not only feel hurt, not hurt, but feel respected? Uh, so first point to that, um, I shouldn't have to tell you uh, it shouldn't need explaining. Uh, black people are saying, we feel hurt. Uh, there's plenty of black voices are saying that. You just need to read them and believe them. You don't need me to explain why. They're also explaining why. Uh, you can just read the explanations and you can find out all about it. Um, and I've gotten before to, to why um, it's uncomfortable that I'm, not ev that I'm even uh, saying this because uh, I'm paraphrasing things that people have already said. I could just link it to you and be done. Uh, but hopefully because I'm a white dude, because uh, you're listening to my podcast, uh, and so for some reason, uh, I appreciate that very much, by the way, uh, me rambling on, uh, that it actually gets listened to. Um, maybe uh, you'll hear it differently if I say it. And so the first question I think is really relevant, as I said, is why did black people move on from uh, Lindy Hop? Why um, is blues, although it's still practiced as a music and as a dance by black people, um, most black people don't um, uh, play blues and don't dance blues, uh, to my knowledge. Uh, and that's, that's a, a question, why? Uh, and I think that part of the reason of why they don't is the real is really strong reasons uh, for why we need to have um, why hurt happens and why uh, we need to have respect. So, uh, black culture is quite conservative in its values. Um, slavery is uh, one of the reasons for this. When black people were brought over uh, to the Middle Passage. Uh, when I say black people, I'm here referring to black Americans. Uh, I'm following uh, the way that Damon Stone refers to black people uh, as this, and other black Americans, I assume, do the same thing. Uh, refer to black people as descendants, African descendant people who came to America by way of slavery versus uh, Afro-descendant people who came uh, more recently who would more generally be African-American. So black American is a subset of, of, of African American and is linked, uh, all their culture is linked uh, to uh, surviving slavery uh, or to having e experienced slavery. Uh, yes. So uh, they get brought over and slavers need to ensure that they stay uh, well behaved and don't rebel. Part of the way of doing that is breaking them up so that not too many people from uh, the same culture, from the same place, with the same languages, are working together uh, on the same plantations together. And so there's a concerted effort um, by white slavers to destroy um, 
black people's culture. Uh, and the, the reaction to this, uh, like, and this is a, a well-known reaction by anyone who uh, has um, uh, had to uh, uh, migrate or doesn't live where they grew up or doesn't really have a place that they grew up uh, is uh, that you get very, uh, you get extra conservative about the things that you care about, about the things of where you come from because there's so few of them. And so that's one of the reasons why black values are quite conservative and why they have, you can see many Afro-descendant values that have survived four centuries of slavery and are still present uh, in uh, black Americans today. Um, and then we also can observe that black people uh, are at the forefront of uh, artistic expression. Uh, the new things, they come from black people. Uh, and black people move on to these new things. Uh, and so this is slightly paradoxical, uh, is the uh, kind of, from a white perspective, way of looking at it. Um, and I don't mean to make this out as a, an intellectual curiosity. Um, but it's, it's important to consider this point that black people are always moving on, but they come from a conservative uh, culture, so it means that they don't move on lightly. It makes it extra salient that they do move on. And then we can look at the reason why black culture moves on. Black culture is expressing um, suffering and hope and pain and survival through oppression by uh, making art. Uh, this is not a unique to black people feature, it's an it's a overall feature, but the impression still continues today uh, and therefore the, the making of art to survive oppression uh, to make meaning of it, to choose uh, who you are and to choose where you come from uh, is super important. Uh, and white people look at this as the next great thing. They're like, oh, what are black people going to create next? How can we make money out of this? How can we gain coolness uh, from this? Um, and so that you have this gentrification process happens whereby white people take uh, the art forms that black people are creating uh, and adjust them to their own needs and tastes. And there's an extent to which that's fine and understandable. And there's an extent to which um, it's um, really difficult and uh, hurtful. Uh, again, using the recipe analogy, you choose, suppose you choose to keep this recipe to honor your grandmother, and then some restaurant decides to do the same recipe, but they've altered the balance because it's better that way. Um, how do you continue honoring your grandmother with this recipe when someone else is um, uh, disrespecting that recipe uh, and changing that recipe and adopting that recipe uh, for their own. It's no longer you and your grandmother's recipe. It's something that everyone is raving about. Oh, have you been to X restaurant and tried Y dish? It's amazing. And you're like, that, that's me and my grandmother's dish, yo. Um, and so, so you move on and you create a new uh, dish to honor your grandmother. Uh, and that's part of the reason why black people move on. And the other one is each music expresses the pain and suffering of its time 
And although the pain and suffering changes, the times change, we went from slavery to Jim Crow to present day, um, that's more a changing shape of oppression, a changing quality of oppression. Um, and the oppression is, is still very much there. Uh, so thinking back to the Lindy Hop era, to the time when uh, um, black people went flocked to Harlem because Harlem was a place they could be themselves, um, that's uh, a, a difficult one. Um, it, 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 it takes a special, uh, it, it means that not every black person is going to be able to come to Lindy Hop or keep Lindy Hop and enjoy it. Uh, and they wouldn't, um, uh, especially now that white people are doing it because it's no longer that, it no longer makes that sense that it used to make. Uh, and it's not that it can't make sense, it can, but it's a different kind of sense. And that balances with another uh, really strong thing, which is um, black people, like everybody, want to be themselves. They want to, f and they want to fit in. Um, and the way uh, that white culture in Europe and America asks black people to fit in is asking them uh, to, to, to change who they are. Uh, and sometimes black people are willing to do that just to have a peaceful life. Like the American dream, house in suburbia, two cars, mow your lawn on Sunday. Um, plenty of black people just want that for themselves. They want that for their children. They want their children to go to university. They want to fit in. They want the best um, life has to offer to all uh, American people, and same in Europe. Uh, but at the same time, they can't do that um, and sacrifice their blackness. And it's, it's wrong for us to ask them to do that. And so you have this desire to remember where you come from, the desire to choose where you're going, and the desire to fit in. They're all conflicting things, and I think they all explain why doing this hipster uh, practice of Lindy Hop, like white people do, uh, is not something that black people um, are ever going to be flocking back to. But it doesn't mean that those who do want to come to it uh, shouldn't uh, feel at home, shouldn't feel welcome, shouldn't feel not only not hurt, but also respected. Uh, and last, uh, part of that is also this desire to fit in. It comes with a, a mistrust of white people, uh, is that, uh, and a very well-placed mistrust, is this whole, you're not stepping on my foot, but I can see that there's no lights there, and you're just stomping around regardless. At some point, you're going to hurt me. Uh, and that's the thing. White people don't have a clue. They're doing this Lindy Hop thing. They're even saying, oh, look at us. We're... Um, um, we're um, keeping Lindy Hop alive, uh, and people are like, the, 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 this Lindy Hop the, that you claim to be keeping alive, I don't see my culture in that. You're doing something else, you're keeping some white version of Lindy Hop alive. Uh, and so, that's cool, maybe the white version of Lindy Hop is really interesting. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure about that statement. Um, but this white version of Lindy Hop if a black person comes, you can't just say, oh, we're welcoming to black people. You need to show how you're taking Lindy Hop and taking back values and making them something that you can find yourself in. So you have to not change Lindy Hop to suit you. You have to change yourself to suit Lindy Hop.
Uh, and the same is true of blues. Uh, and you need to be careful how you speak of it, and you need to be careful uh, that you're not saying things like, oh, I'm keeping it alive. Um, you need to understand the extent to which you don't understand it. And it's not that it's not cool to not entirely understand it, but it's not cool to not realise that you have no understanding whatsoever. And so that's the third one, is the more the respectful practice, the how can I understand Lindy Hop, and why... Uh, do I need to understand black culture to understand Lindy Hop? Why is race relevant to understanding Lindy Hop? Well, it's because not only do most things in Lindy Hop not make sense if you don't understand black values, but a lot of these black values come directly from slavery and from pain. If you do not have those, you're just denying uh, and ignoring uh, the, 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 the place that those values come from. And again, you can do it, but you can't yell at someone, this is me respecting your culture, uh, when it's a culture that you've exhibited no curiosity for or understanding of. Um, so gender roles. Uh, black culture in uh, America is matriarchal. Matriarchal? Can't remember what the word is. Um, the idea of a leader and a follower where the leader is a man and the follower is a woman and the leader makes all the artistic choices uh, in Lindy Hop um, is ridiculous. Uh, Damon Stone expressed it uh, this weekend, last weekend as uh, in the household, um, the woman says to the man, sure, you can make decisions. You can mow the lawn in that direction or this direction. Uh, and in Lindy Hop, it's kind of a little bit the same way. Uh, although you're making decisions about momentum, um, followers are choosing to accept that momentum. They're making their own decisions about footwork, they're making their own decisions about styling, they're making their own decisions about musicality. If you try to make those decisions for them, uh, it just wouldn't fly. It's uh, ridiculous almost to conceive of um, a black woman docilely um, following uh, someone. And so the whole lead-follow relationship in Lindy uh, is based on black values. The matriarchy comes from slavery. It comes from the men being deliberately kept apart, um, shipped off to different plantations so that they couldn't league together. And so the heads of uh, households were women and still are. Uh, cool. Uh, there's this idea in Lindy Hop in blues, in black dance in general, that uh, you have to be cool. You have to have so much style that you make what you're doing look effortless. Um, and you hide the technique. And so you can do something really impressive, but the most impressive thing you do, you do it as if, oh, that was nothing. Um, and there's a kind of laid-backness to it. There's a hiding your emotions to it, which is really interesting because um, black people are all about expressing their emotions. I'll get to that in a second. Um, the reason where cool comes from, one of the reason places cool comes from, is this is how you don't get killed as a black person. You go into a space and you look uh, as nice and well-behaved and well-mannered and unlikely to physically attack anyone uh, as possible. Um, and that's why cool, one of the reasons that cool is valued in black culture 
it comes uh, directly from racial oppression uh, and the tendency to see black people as overly violent, overly physical, overly dangerous. And this one's really relevant even today. Uh, we have a tendency to see uh, black people as to project uh, their expression of passion. They're arguing uh, loudly to you with danger when that danger is not present. If black people are talking to you, you are not in danger. It's when they stop talking uh, that you need to be careful. Um, whereas if a white person is yelling at you and coming at you, uh, then you already need to be careful. Uh, black people have extreme control of their emotions. Um, and extreme control of the consequences of their emotions. Uh, and that's where we get uh, to um, uh, passion. Uh, your emotions, you ha uh, in black culture, you're allowed to express those emotions that you have to keep under control the rest of the time. And so it means that the way turn-taking, the way interrupting, the way conversations happen is, uh, if you have something to say, whoever has the most passion and uh, this, uh, I'm, I'm quoting uh, Gray Ruffin uh, on this, uh, but I expect there's other places you can read about it. Whoever has the most passion is the person who's going to talk loudest and therefore is the person who has priority. And that's how jam circles work. Um, and again, it's important to understand not only is that how jam work circles work come from black values, but those black values come from oppression disrespecting those values is not only disrespecting black people it is ignoring and being ignorant of their oppression and where the values come from and we have other things uh, dressing well uh, there's a sense of pride there's a sense of you go out in public and you look your best uh, and loads of other uh, values are grounded in um, um, Afro-descent culture in general, uh, values of community, uh, values of what uh, good posture and good movement look like. Uh, all these, basically without these values, Lindy Hop and blues dancing do not make sense. Um, and it's not for you to transform Lindy Hop and blues dancing so that they do make sense. It's for you to understand black values so that you can find the sense that is already there uh, and uh, try to embody that sense. Uh, so th this has gone on for quite a while, yep. But for once I think I'll keep the episode and not split it. Uh, to sum up, so there's lots of things we could talk about. If we need to know about black values, uh, do we need to embody them in our dancing and in our teaching? And is it okay to embody, do we have to become not ourselves? And no, no, no one's asking you to become not yourself. Uh, if you have a very uh, English approach to turn-taking where you stand in an orderly line and you take turns politely. Uh, African-American, Black-American turn-taking is going to be pretty challenging for you. Um, but it doesn't mean that you get to reject it wholesale. It means you learn how to find yourself within that. Um, black people are forever having to code switch uh, into white culture. They're having to adapt their teaching to teach white people. They're having to adapt uh, their behavior, they're having to control their emotions around white people. Uh, it's only fair that when white people come to black dance, they should learn to code switch uh, in the other direction as well. Uh, maybe we do need to stop dancing. We need to consider that. You, you need to consider that. Uh, I could talk about racism and what racism is and isn't. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions from that. If the way you define racism does not help 
to end racism, you need to get a better definition of racism. Um, I could talk about how we can learn about black values. Uh, lots of black voices have been talking about that as well. Consume black culture, read books about black culture, make friends. Uh, I'll post some links. Uh, I'm having trouble enough myself making friends. I don't like making friends in general. Uh, it's a, an arduous process uh, that I'm not particularly well suited to, uh, but it's an important one to do. Uh, and so, right, yes, why is race relevant? Uh, first, because black people say so. Believe them, listen to them, read about it, yes. Um, second point, black people have moved on. The reason they have moved on are, is reasons of pain and oppression. You need to understand that because black people have moved on uh, does not mean that they won't feel hurt when you do Lindy Hop uh, in weird white ways. And that's the third one. Third point, uh, black people will feel hurt if you do Lindy Hop in weird white ways because everything about Lindy Hop that makes sense comes from black culture. Uh, and so not only is your Lindy Hop not going to make sense, it's not going to make sense to black people. And that means that they won't be able to come to place that is their dance and feel welcome because the values embodied in the dance that they ought to be able to have innately, remember the conservatism, they won't find. This is a big episode. Um, I probably went too far. As I said, I overgeneralized, I undergeneralized. Uh, I'll post a bunch of links. Uh, I'd love to, to have conversations about this. Uh, it's much better for us to have awkward conversations about it than it is for us to uh, ignore the issue. Um, let me know what you think. Hit me up in my, in my DMs, as the cool kids used to say 15 years ago. Uh, I'll see you next time. Until then, take care.